Indiana is ranked higher than Georgia. All right, then. Welcome back, everyone, to the Center of College Football. I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And man, what a week. I mean, outside of that Maryland game, there weren't a lot of upsets. But gosh, just so many entertaining games. My goodness. Um, Let's go ahead and jump right in. First off, our two Friday night games. Uh, First was Miami at NC State. Um, This was a game that went about as well as I expected. Big shootout. Miami pulling it out close in the end. But my gosh, did Derek King have a night. 430 yards in the air, 105 on the ground. Dude outgained NC State by himself. And they didn't even have a bad night. Um, Hawkman threw for almost 250 yards, which is huge for him. Uh, The team... Altogether, rush for 131. NC State had a huge kickoff return or, um, all the way back to the house. I mean, these teams are... NC State's underrated. I mean, you look at the three losses. They're quality losses. They're to 11th-ranked Miami, 14th-ranked North Carolina, and 20th-ranked Virginia. Um, I mean, outside of that Liberty game, I think they're going to win out. I think that puts them at 7-4. and four. They could beat Liberty. This is a solid team. And De'Ara King has proven himself a Heisman contender. My goodness. Um, Next up was the BYU at Boise State game. This was supposed to be BYU's toughest test of the season. First ranked opponent, Boise State, had, I think, was undefeated against them on the blue turf. That that didn't happen. Um, BYU won handedly 51-17. I mean, just... I mean, Zach Wilson continued to do Zach Wilson things, 359 yards, and I mean, held BYU to only 250 um, in the air. The rushing yards, 61, didn't really help with that. Also got 214 rushing yards for the Cougars. I mean, this team is legit. They got two games left. They got North Alabama. They got San Diego State. We'll see if that Army game gets rescheduled, um, but I don't see them losing a game. And it's a bummer because because of no bowl tie-ins, they're going to be an undefeated top 10 team in, like, the Hawaii Bowl. I mean, kind of sucks. And this is proof that we need playoff expansion. I mean, it's it's annoying. Um, next was Liberty at Virginia Tech. I have never seen a more heartbreaking loss. If you didn't watch this game, I didn't watch a lot of it. I watched maybe the last five minutes. Uh, I was focused more on the Arizona State-USC game uh, since it was going on at the same time. 35-35. Liberty goes for a 59-yard field goal. Virginia Tech blocks it, runs it all the way back. Virginia Tech wins 41-35, triple zeros on the clock. The Hokies had called a timeout before the field goal, and nobody heard it. So, gets called back. Liberty throws uh, throws a pass, gets about nine yards, kicks another field goal from 50. It's good, and the Flames advance to 7-0. A lot of people doubted this team. I wasn't super high on them going into the season. Uh, I had them, I think, 5-5. Five and five. Um, But that first game against Western Kentucky kind of showed me, and um, I decided to go on a big limb and pick them to win the Syracuse game, and they did handedly. And their last two games are going to be tough. NC State is a solid team. Uh, I don't think they're better than Virginia Tech. Uh, They're about equal. 
um, but that's going to be difficult. And their last game against Coastal Carolina, that could be an undefeated matchup. That's going to be fun. But, I mean, Malik Williams and Hendon Hooker had almost identical days. Um, Willis, 20 for 30, 217. Hooker, 20 for 27, 217. Both were three touchdowns. Um, but Hooker had a good day on the ground, 256 yards. This was a very, very good game all the way around. Next was Texas at West Virginia. Um, This league has a defense. 30 combined points while Oklahoma over here racking up like, what was that, 62 on the Jayhawks. Um, these are easily the best defenses in the Big 12. I mean, Ellinger is an elite quarterback. I think he's one of the best. And they held him like really low. Um, 15 for 31, 184. I mean, he did not have a good day. Jared Dogie had a very good day though. 35 for 50, 317. Um... I mean, and, you know, their guys couldn't get anything going on the ground either. Bijan Robinson had a decent day, 113 yards. Lady Brown only had 47, though. But, I mean, this was a pretty back-and-forth game. Um, West Virginia, I don't think, yeah, they never had the lead. Um, but, I mean, this was a very back-and-forth game. Um, watching their, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch it too much. Um, but, I mean, you know, it was a very defensive matchup, which was very surprising. Um I mean, God, 45 tackles um, for West Virginia. I mean, this is just, these are the best two defenses in the league, in the Big 12, and it's not even close. Indiana at Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's bad. Uh, they had no right being ranked 23rd. Indiana is a very, very good team, though. Um, I mean, and, and Joe Milton had an okay day. I mean, 350. Three touchdowns, two interceptions. He's just got to figure it out uh, on the interceptions. Penix, though, very good. 350, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, just, I mean, Wapfiler continuing to do Wapfiler things. 79 yards. Um, Ty Freifogel had a touchdown in there. I mean, God, Indiana's so good. I mean, they're so good. That Ohio State game in two weeks is going to be so much fun. Um, I mean, this is a team that I frankly think can go 7-1. and one. I frankly see them being Wisconsin now. Um, we'll have to see how Wisconsin does. Uh, we don't have a lot of a sample size for them, which sucks, but... Arizona State at USC. I don't know what happened. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, USC kept shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, I didn't get to watch a lot of this game. I mean, I, w I was watching it in the background, but this was at the same time as the Nebraska game. Um, so I kind of had this on in the background, turned it on after the Nebraska game was over. Um, but, I mean, USC was up like 27-28 with like, or sorry, 27-14 with like three minutes left. USC, touchdown, onside kick, no problem. I don't know what happened. Um, and, I mean, USC's got to go undefeated. I mean, the only team outside of this Arizona State team that I thought might stand a chance was UCLA, and they showed after losing to Colorado, who I didn't have picking up a single win this year. Probably not going to be there. Washington State, we'll have to see how they do. Uh, but Arizona, Utah, Colorado, they're not going to be any good. UCLA is not going to be any good. But even if they lose to Washington State and everybody else runs the table um, outside of their games against USC, USC is still going to win the South. So there's that. Florida at Georgia. I had Florida winning. I did not have them winning like this. First off, they got a – their defense is not what it was uh, in that Texas A&M game. Held Georgia 28 points. And, I mean, this is where you just you play smash-mouth football, run it down their throats, but they didn't. Um, I mean, they – God, they shut down 
Stetson Bennett. Bennett had 78 yards passing. 78 passing yards. One touchdown, one interception. Trask, on the other hand, 474. Four touchdowns, one interception against this Georgia defense. I mean, this is one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, Georgia couldn't get anything going. Anything. They had 112 yards in the air and 165 on the ground. Obviously, they're going to rush well. But, I mean, this is where you just hand the ball off to Zamir White and just, they didn't. I mean, he had seven attempts. Where you look at Florida, I mean, they just go and pass the ball down your throat and it's going to be okay. Um, I mean, Kyle Pitts, he went out partway through the game, only had two receptions, but still got a touchdown in there. Um, Kadarius Tony does Kadarius Tony things, only had seven receptions, but still put up 42 yards. This is a good team. I don't see them losing a game the rest of the year. Preseason, I had them losing to Tennessee as well, but Tennessee is not the Tennessee we all expected. Um, I mean, this, this is a good team and that SEC championship, presumably between Alabama and Florida is going to be good. Purdue at Wisconsin actually ended up not happening due to, uh, COVID continuing to run rampant through Wisconsin kind of sucks, but it is the way it is. Oklahoma state at Kansas state. I picked Kansas state to win this game and I was wrong. Um, this was a surprisingly smash mouth game. Not what I expected at all from these two teams. Uh, Oklahoma State's defense is pretty solid, I will admit. But um, Kansas State's is fine. Uh, but I did not expect this low of a score. Kansas State really had the game in the first half of 12 nothing. Oklahoma State came back, scored 20 of the next uh, 26 points. Kansas State failed the two-point conversion. You know, kind of a bummer for them. Um, they're kind of falling apart. I mean, started out four and one, lost two straight, got Iowa State in two weeks. I mean, this is not looking good for the Wildcats for their Big 12 championship hopes. If they win against Iowa State and then win against Texas, they're probably going to be in, but we're going to have to see. Um, but Oklahoma State, I still think is definitely going to make the Big 12 championship. Really pending that Oklahoma game and how Oklahoma and Texas do the rest of the year. Um, it's a tough pick for Oklahoma for me. Uh, I'm going to have to do a little more research. Right now, I got Oklahoma State winning, but I'm just not sure yet. Notre Dame at Clemson. Oh, my goodness. What a game. This was, I mean, just back and forth. I mean, Notre Dame was killing them in the first half, up 23-13. Um, Clemson kind of comes back, ties the ball game at 33, going into the fourth. And, I mean... C.J. Powell just scored immediately on overtime. Um, Notre Dame goes back and forth and then gets a game-winning sack on uh, Uliangalele. I'm sorry, I'm butchering that name. But, I mean, both just both teams. Oh, my gosh, just incredible performances. Um, Uliangalele had 439 yards in his second start against a top-four team. My goodness. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. ETN was not what he usually is. I mean, he had a bad night. I mean, one touchdown, but 1.6 yards per carry. Yeeks. Um, CJ Powell and Amari Rogers did fine uh, receiving, but I mean, Uliangalele just did wonders. I mean, wonders for this team. Um, on Notre Dame side, Ian Book had a really good night too, 310. Kid can scramble. I mean, he can scramble like no other. Uh, 310, 
Kyron Williams was that man. 140 yards on the ground, three touchdowns, and had one right out the gate to say, hey, we here. Notre Dame's ranked number two. Frankly, I see both these teams making the playoffs. I think that once T-Law is back, uh, these teams will meet in the ACC championship, and Clemson will win. Clemson will go in at three, Notre Dame at four, and that'll be that. Um, my overall percentage this week was 76%. Not bad. Um, didn't pick a ton of games wrong. Um, granted, there weren't a ton of upsets. Everything kind of just went the way it was supposed to. There was one other game I want to talk about. Maryland at Penn State. My goodness. And this game was not as close as it looked. And it didn't look close. It was 35-7 going into the fourth. They just kind of said, yeah, we're embarrassing you. We're going to stop now. Maryland didn't score an offensive touchdown in the second half. <laughs> my gosh. I mean, and it's not even, I mean, I posted on my story, Talia is that dude. But it wasn't even Talia. That's the thing. I mean, Rakeem Jarrett, the five-star freshman, had himself a day. Richard Funk, who is this kid? I mean... I, I didn't know that they could run. Um, I mean, it's 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 Maryland. I mean, this team had one conference win last year, and they got two this year. I mean, Talia had a decent night, I, I will say. Really good night, actually. 282, three touchdowns, but good gosh. <laughs> Jared Funk. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said Richard Funk. Um, <laughs> 80 yards, one touchdown. What a, Jake Funk, that is his name. It's not Jarrett. It's not. It's not Richard. It's Jake Funk. But 80, 80 yards and a touchdown. Rakeem Jarrett, five receptions, five receptions, one hundred forty-four yards, two touchdowns. Clifford. I mean, he threw. On paper, it looks fine. Three forty yards. That's a good number. But then you look deeper into it. Two interceptions and twenty-seven for fifty-seven. That's not good. That's not good at all. I mean, Penn State, and it, it's it's all mental. I mean, you can tell. I mean, look. Ohio State's a better team than Maryland. We, we can all agree. But Ohio State beat them by less. I mean, it's not supposed to happen. I think it's just going 0-2, and it's just, I think this team is beaten. Um, I don't know where they're going to get wins on the rest of their schedule. I mean, Nebraska, I think, is going to beat them uh, just because I think they're mentally in a better place um, than Penn State. I mean, this is, this is not a good look for the Nittany Lions. Um... With that, we'll go ahead and jump into the playoff eliminator. So coming into this week, we had um, 35 teams vying for a spot, and we walk out with only 26. Um, the SEC had four teams, and they walk out with three. Georgia lost to Florida, as we talked about. Florida has one loss to Texas A&M. Texas A&M has one loss to Bama. Bama is undefeated. The ACC came into this week with three teams, and they walk out with three, as Notre Dame beat Clemson, but they're both undefeated. So Clemson and Miami both have one loss, and Notre Dame's undefeated. Big 12 had one team left, and still have one team left. Oklahoma State has their one loss, and that is it. Independence, BYU, and Liberty both won against Boise State and Virginia Tech, respectively, keeping them both undefeated. And Cincinnati and the American handled business against Houston, as they always do, because I just they're that good. Um, winning thirty-eight to ten because they're Cincinnati and they are 
one of the best teams in the nation, and they deserve to be in the playoffs, but they're just not going to let them in because they don't care about small schools. Then in the Sun Belt, one team remains being Coastal Carolina as they go undefeated uh, after beating up on South Alabama, as they should, and still dropping a rank despite beating them by, I think, three scores. What a crazy year. Um, Conference USA still has their one team in Marshall as they beat the Daylights out of UMass 51-10. to Then in the more interesting parts where the season is just getting started, the Big Ten came into this week with... Um, 10 teams left and walk out with only six. Uh, Michigan State took their second loss to Iowa in a beatdown. Michigan took their second loss to Indiana. Rutgers took their second loss to Ohio State. And Nebraska took their second loss to Northwestern. Ohio State and Indiana and Northwestern are all undefeated. Maryland only has one loss. And Wisconsin, while yes, undefeated, per my rules, with two cancellations, they can only afford one loss. So that's tough for them. Um, Purdue is also undefeated, but they have one loss, so they got to watch out. Or, I'm sorry, one cancellation, so they got to watch out. The Pac-12, we came into this week with 12 teams and walk out with eight as Utah, Arizona, Cal, and Washington all had their games canceled. UCLA lost to Colorado, Arizona State lost to USC, Oregon State lost to Washington State, and Stanford lost to Oregon. Moving on to the conference eliminator. Um, nobody got knocked in the SEC, but in the ACC, both Georgia Tech and Florida State are out. Um, in the Big 12, I was wrong. I did some calculations incorrectly. Texas Tech is also knocked. Kansas is out as well. In the American, USF, after just barely losing to Memphis, is gone. And in the Sun Belt, ULM, Texas State, Arkansas State, and Georgia State are all out. Um, in the Conference USA, everyone's still alive as well. Same in the Big Ten, Pac-12, Mountain West, and MAC. With that, I'll go ahead and jump in to the top 25 for this week. And I honestly, I don't have a problem that much with this top 25 ranking. Um, I know I kind of went on my story. I said that Cincinnati and Texas A&M deserve to be above Clemson. I really said that half-jokingly, and the more I thought about it, they really don't. So, number one, we have Alabama. I have no problem with this. They've proven that they're the number one team in the nation. It's really between them. At, coming into this week, it was between them and Clemson at Ohio State. Ohio, or Clemson took a loss. Ohio State doesn't have a big enough sample size. So, I think that's a good enough ranking. Notre Dame, number two. I like this. 7-0. Beat number one Clemson. They deserve this. Ohio State, number three. Could make a bio, uh, good argument for number one, but they just haven't played enough games. I'm okay with this. Clemson at number four, one loss in Notre Dame. It's fine. Texas A&M at five and Florida at six, both with one loss, but Texas A&M having the win over Florida. So I think this is a fair enough ranking. Cincinnati beating up on everyone, playing good defense. Six and zero, oh, number seven. I like their respect to earning. Same deal with BYU, eight and zero, oh, uh, but haven't played the schedule that Cincinnati's played. So I think that's fair. Miami six and one, only lost to now number four Clemson. I think this is a solid ranking. They've gotten some good quality wins over teams like NC State. Indiana at number 10. I'm surprised to see them this high, but they deserve it. They beat uh, Penn State, who was ranked at the time. They beat a ranked Michigan. They beat up on a good Rutgers team. Um, they, I think they deserve it. They're playing good football. Number 11, Oregon, 1-0 against a Stanford team that we really don't know much about. I'm okay with this. Georgia at 12. Um, I think they deserve this spot. Um, they're 4-2. They've regressed since that Alabama game. 
I I think this is a fair enough ranking. Wisconsin at 13, only played one game, um, which was a beatdown against Illinois. He's the worst team in the Big Ten, just undisputed. Um, so we don't know much about them. 14 at Oklahoma State. Their one loss is to a, at the time, unranked Texas. Um, haven't gotten a ton of great quality wins. They beat Iowa State, who's fine, and Kansas State, who's also okay, but don't have a signature win to their name yet. Coastal Carolina at seven or at fourteen or at fifteen seven and zero. Uh, this team's beaten up on everyone. They beat a ranked ULL team, um, but they haven't beaten anyone great outside of that. Um, so I mean, the Appalachian State game in a couple weeks is going to be a huge test for them. Same with their matchup against Liberty. Below them is Marshall, kind of the same deal. Um, very similar teams in the way that undefeated, but they just haven't played a ton of teams. Uh, they got that good win against App State, but I think the ULL win looks a little better than the App State win. So Coastal Carolina, I understand getting the nod. Iowa State at five and two, um, at seventeen, eh, maybe a little high, um, but I mean everyone below them makes sense. So um, their only losses are to a very good Oklahoma State team as well as a ULL team who's now ranked. Got a win over Oklahoma, who's sitting at 18. Also 5-2, only losses are to Kansas State and Iowa State, who's ranked above them. They've been playing a lot better, um, so I, I get this. I mean, God, they put up 62 points in both of their last two games. That's insane. 19 SMU, their one loss is to a very good Cincinnati team in a beatdown. I think this is a fair spot for them. 20 USC didn't play the best against Arizona State. They're 1-0. Got a lot of hype. Solid enough ranking. I'm okay with this. 21 is Texas sitting at 5-2. and two. Um, I think they deserve this. Played a good defensive game against West Virginia. Got a good win against Oklahoma State last week. Uh, playing, been playing a lot better since that um, Oklahoma game. 22 Liberty. Uh, I really like this spot. I think they are better than the teams below them. Uh, but I think teams like Texas would beat them. Uh, they're 7-0. Beat a Virginia Tech team. Good ranking. 23 is Northwestern. Um, it's not that I think they're 23rd worthy, but just nobody else really deserves this spot yet. Um, they're 3-0. They haven't played a lot of good teams. We'll see how they do against Purdue this weekend. But for now, it's a good spot. Auburn at 24. Okay, I mean, record-wise, yes. But, I mean, they didn't deserve two of those wins. Maybe ULL should be ranked above them, but I can't complain. ULL is 25. 6-1, one loss to 15-ranked Coastal Carolina. Got a win against Iowa State, which is kind of funny because Iowa State has more losses than them, is ranked higher than them, but whatever. Others receiving votes, North Carolina, Army, Tulsa, who I think is overhyped, Utah, Washington, Arizona State, Purdue, Wake Forest, Boise State, App State, Maryland, Cal, and Nevada. Nevada deserves some respect. They're 3-0. We'll see what happens with them. So moving on to next week's games, before I get into next week's games, I just want to preface, since Tuesday night Maction is on, um, on Tuesday nights, obviously, uh, actually the Buffalo-Miami game is on right now, um, those will not be eligible, um, since I don't want to analyze games that are going to be happening after, um, or before um, I dropped this. That's just not fair, which is kind of a bummer because Miami versus Buffalo is kind of going to be the Mac East championship. And I think would be a huge game, um, which sucks, but whatever. So going, uh, into my top 10 games for this week, first is Miami at Virginia tech. Um, look, I really wanted to pick Miami beforehand, but I looked more into this and the spread is surprising. Virginia tech's favored by two. 
and every year there's that game where it's like, why is this team favored? And then you're like, oh, that's why they were favored. It happened with Utah-USC a few years ago. It happened with Minnesota and Iowa last year. And I picked Virginia Tech to beat Miami preseason. Granted, Miami's better than I thought they'd be, and Virginia Tech's worse than I thought they'd be. I don't know. It's it's a gut thing. There's no good reason. I got to roll with Virginia Tech here in an upset. Um, or I guess not really an upset, but I, I don't I don't know. Um, NC State and Virginia played them very close. I think Virginia Tech's going to get them here. Next is Oregon at Washington State. There is a new era at Washington State. I watched this game, okay? Washington State has historically been, you just throw the ball down their throat and call it good. Washington State is playing all around. I mean, they put up, it, it's crazy. They put up like 227 in the air and then like 223 on the ground. Washington State doesn't run. They just throw it. I mean... So this could be a huge upset. I think this is going to be an offensive shootout. Um, Oregon is playing good football as they always are. Put up 500 yards last week against Stanford. I mean, I didn't think Washington State would win last week. I gave them one win this year and they matched it. So give the Cougs a chance. This is going to be a fun game. Then SMU at Tulsa. Um, I'm not just picking the games that I think are going to be fun. I'm picking the games that are most important. There's really... Five teams that are really alive in the American. It's SMU, it's Tulsa, it's kind of Memphis, it's Cincinnati, and it's UCF. Um, and I frankly think whoever was the best percentage against those teams, because I don't think any of them have lost to any teams outside of those five. Um, like Memphis has lost to um, SMU and um, Cincinnati, and that's it. SMU's only lost to Cincinnati. UCF's only lost to Memphis and Tulsa. So what I'm saying is this is a huge game. I mean, and Tulsa's favored for some reason. Um, I think, frankly, Tulsa's the most overhyped team in the nation, and it's not even close. I mean, they're 3-1. and one. They struggled against ECU. They should have lost to ECU. Cool, you beat UCF. UCF's not what we thought. Um, well, SMU over here just beat up on everyone who's not Cincinnati. They beat up on Memphis pretty heavily. They shut down Temple. They beat the living daylights out of Navy. Shane Bouchelle has put up numbers, okay? He's got 2,500 yards, 20 touchdowns in eight games. This is a man. Um, and I, I, I just don't understand why Tulsa's favored in this game. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. I think they're overhyped by the analysts. Tulsa's had games canceled left and right. I mean, they had Arkansas State postponed. They had Oklahoma State pushed back. They had Navy postponed last week. I mean, they can't field a team. Give me SMU here, and it's it's a no-brainer for me. Uh, next is Ohio State at Maryland. Okay, this is going to be fun. I'm, and I'm sorry. I'm going to be gone this weekend, so I'm not going to be able to watch really any games. Um, so I'm going to have to do some anal analysis when I get back. But this is going to be fun. I mean, Maryland's got a shot at an upset here. Ever since that Northwestern game, they're like, okay, never mind. We're going to be good at football now. Um, I mean, Maryland is solid. Talia Tungavaloa is just putting up numbers, 770. And, like, I think 700 of those are in his last two games. Fields is doing Fields things. Um, Jake Funk has more rushing yards than Master Teague, so there's that to consider. And Maryland's playing defense. Uh, they got a good defense, which is surprising because um, Mike Loxley comes from offense. Uh, this was always a more offense, offensive-minded team. 
give me Ohio State here, but watch out for Maryland. Um, next is Wisconsin at Michigan. Uh, I wish that I could say this game was bigger. Um, I hope it happens because Wisconsin can't seem to play a team or put a team on the field. Um, I'm going to say it, though. I'm going to have Michigan here in an upset. And the only reason why is because Wisconsin's not going to be at full power. They've been off for oh, one, two, three weeks. They haven't played since Illinois. They're going to be rusty. While Michigan, yes, has lost two straight, they're playing games, which is huge. And I I mean, look, Wisconsin's 13th ranked and undefeated. Michigan's a one and two, yet they're only a four-point underdog. There's a reason for that. Give me Michigan here. Next, as I've said, these are important games, not just entertaining ones. South Alabama at ULL. The only reason I'm picking this is because if ULL wins this, they clinch their division, which is huge. They punch their ticket to the Sun Belt Championship because they've already beaten um, everyone in their division except South Alabama and ULM. Um, and the teams in their division aren't that good. Arkansas State has one conference win. Um, and, I mean, they just got to beat South Alabama and it's over. I mean, ULM is the only—I mean, ULM, I don't think, has a win this year. ULL is a massive favorite, 15.5 points. I got to go with ULL here. I think they're the better team. And I think they will be become the first team to clinch a divisional spot. The last year it was Clemson, which is kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, give me ULL here. And then TCU at West Virginia. Okay, here's the thing. Maybe it's my confidence, but a lot of games this year, like I didn't post all of them, but I, I made my preseason picks. And a lot of times when I'd go back on a pick um, where like teams were identical to or very similar to what I had them at at this point preseason, and then I switched a pick, I regret it. Um, I picked Iowa State to beat Oklahoma preseason, went back on it, and Iowa State won. I picked Texas A&M to beat Florida preseason, and they had the same... I hadn't guessed a game wrong preseason for either of those teams, and I went back on it, and Texas A&M won. I'm not going to do that again. West, According to my preseason picks, I haven't picked a West Virginia game wrong yet. TCU, I have the same record for them. The only difference is I had them... Preseason, I had them beating Kansas State and losing to Texas. Granted, I had Texas being a lot better and Kansas State being a lot worse. TCU is getting better. Um, it's slowly but surely. Um, they played Oklahoma tougher than a lot of people have. They, again, beat Texas. Um, they beat Baylor by 10. They beat Texas Tech by 16. i got to go with TCU going on the road here and getting a small upset against West Virginia. Next is Cal at Arizona State. This is a very fun cross-divisional game. Cal, I don't think we know a lot about because um, they got their game counts against Washington. Arizona State, though, I think is very good. Um, they should have beaten USC. They kind of blew it in the end. Cal, I think, is going to be a very good offensive team. They're going to put up numbers. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think Arizona State is going to pull it out in the end. Next is Arkansas at Florida. Look, I know Florida's going to win, but this is just fun. We got Felipe Franks going up against his former school both these teams um have pretty solid offenses arkansas has got a good defense this is just going to be i mean look we know what the outcome is going to be but it's just going to be fun it's just going to be a fun game i'm excited to see felipe franks go up against his old school give me florida here but it's going to be great and finally is northwestern at purdue okay 
here's the thing. If Wisconsin gets their game canceled this weekend, they're out of the Big Ten Championship. They cannot play. They're not allowed to. If that happens, this is the Western Championship. Easily. I mean, look at Northwestern's schedule. They really only have one maybe loss after this Purdue game, and that's Wisconsin. I have them upsetting Wisconsin. I'm going to stand by that. Purdue, they're probably going to lose to Indiana. Um, maybe Nebraska will. I, I had them preseason losing to Nebraska, but I don't really anymore. We're going to have to see how Nebraska does. Maybe Rutgers. We'll see how they do. But I think that whoever wins this game, if, or if Wisconsin out, will go to the Big Ten Championship. Um, Purdue's played a bit of a tougher schedule, I think. Um, well, not really. Um, but I think I think that uh, having a bye week to prep that they weren't expecting is huge. Um, I think that they're just a better coach team. I think they're going to be better. I think that, um, I mean, Rondell Moore, I don't think has played as much as we've wanted him to, but David Bell's still putting up numbers as he should. Give me Purdue here uh, in a really surprising classic for a lot of people. Um, there's two playoff eliminator games this week. First is USC at Arizona, and then Oregon at Washington State. Then moving on to my um, conference eliminator games. Had to scratch a couple off due to cancellations, but first, if Vanderbilt loses and Florida or Georgia wins, um, they're knocked. Um, if South Carolina loses and Florida wins, South Carolina's gone. If Kentucky loses and Georgia wins, Kentucky's uh, knocked. As far as the ACC, if Pitt loses, um, they're gone. And if Virginia loses, they're gone. The Big Ten, I'm surprised to have so many games uh, so early. If Penn State loses um, and Ohio State or Indiana win, they're gone. And if Ohio State and Indiana win, Penn State's gone. Uh, if Rutgers loses um, and Ohio State and Indiana win, Rutgers is gone. And if Illinois loses and Northwestern wins, um, Illinois will be gone as well. And then in the American, if ECU, Temple, or Tulane all take or take lose losses, they'll be gone. Um, and if Cincinnati and SMU win, uh, even if ECU, Temple, and Tulane win, they're gone. The Conference USA, if Middle Tennessee State loses, they're gone. If FAU or Marshall wins, it knocks Western Kentucky. And if Western Kentucky loses, they're out, which is kind of sad that they might be the first team to get knocked, even though I had them winning the conference, but whatever. In the Sun Belt, uh, as I've said, if ULL wins, they clinch the division. And if uh, Coastal Carolina wins, it'll knock Georgia Southern and Troy, leaving two teams, them and Appalachian State. My gosh, what a year. Um, moving on to my upset alerts. Uh, going from smallest spread to biggest. First is Georgia at Missouri. Um, Georgia's coming off a very emotional loss. Missouri uh, is better than I think a lot of people expected. They're sitting at two and six, but I mean, I had them winning, or I'm sorry, two and three, but I had them going two and six the entire year. I had them beating Vanderbilt, who was going to be winless, and I had them beating Arkansas, who I thought would be winless. So they weren't going to be a very good team. But Georgia's regressing. They're not very good. Um, Missouri, assuming everything goes as planned, um, if Georgia and Florida win and Vanderbilt's out, or, um, Look, the odds are, how do I say this? Missouri might be the last team out of Georgia and Florida alive in the East, um, which is huge. I think Missouri's got a small chance here. We'll see what happens. They're a 12 and a half point underdog, so it's not a massive spread. And then we got three games that are 13 point spreads. Uh, Wake Forest at North Carolina. Wake Forest has been playing very solid football. I think they're on a four, four or five game winning streak. I mean, they're kind of picking it up, um, which is surprising. Um, 
yeah, they're on a four-game winning streak. They lost to Clemson and North Carolina State, and they were just like, okay, never mind. We're going to start playing football now. Um, North Carolina has really kind of sputtered out. Um, I mean, they're, they started out 3-0 and then went 2-2 two two in their last four games to two of the worst teams in the ACC, being Florida State and Virginia. God, what a painful loss for them. Um, I mean, if we're going every other, here we go. Um <laughs> Next, as I talked about, Oregon State at Washington State. Or, I'm sorry, no. Oregon at Washington State was a potential loss, uh, but the spread's not big enough. Oregon State at Washington could be interesting, though. Uh, Oregon State, I think, is very solid. They didn't play as well as I thought they would. Washington is yet to play game, though. Um, so we don't know a lot about them. I think Oregon State could show the world that, hey, Washington's not that good. Deal with it. Finally, Notre Dame at Boston College for the 13-point section. Okay, Boston College is rocking some of the best uniforms in the nation this weekend, the red bandana ones. And I know it sounds like I'm just saying that to share it, which I kind of am. But look, I don't know what it is about alternate uniforms, but they do something to a team, okay? Iowa State's win over Oklahoma. Iowa State's win over West Virginia three three years ago? Three years ago. Purdue's win over Ohio State two years ago. Um, Iowa's win over Ohio State three years ago. Something about alternate unis just change a team. Notre Dame is coming off a crazy emotional win. First number one win in like 30 years. Um, I mean, and Boston College is solid. It's a solid team. So watch out for the um, Eagles here. I mean, they played Clemson really tough. Um, I mean, Boston College could do something here. Um, next is South Florida at Houston. The only reason they're on this list is South Florida played Memphis really tough. I mean, Memphis had to pull out a comeback to win. Um, and I think it's safe to say that Houston is not as good as Memphis. Um, granted, their three losses are to BYU, UCF, and Cincinnati, so there's that. Um, but three of the best offenses in the nation, but okay. Uh, but South Florida has, I mean, they surprised me last week playing Memphis that tough. And really, they got nothing to lose at this point, so might as well go out and play. Finally, as I talked about, Ohio State of Maryland. Um, look, Talia's an amazing quarterback. Maryland's only going to get better. I think they're going to be a contender um, for the Big Ten East in a couple years. Um, just whenever they can get Ohio State in a lull. Uh, but, I mean, look, Ohio State may completely just look past them. I mean, you know, they got Indiana in two weeks, which is probably going to be the Big Ten East championship. They could completely overlook Maryland. Maryland almost beat them was it two years ago. I think it was 2018 yeah um so i mean watch out for the terps here so yeah those are my picks for week 11 god we're already in week 11 it's so weird of the 2020 football season um and as always i'm your host jeffrey calhoun recording as always from the center of college football signing out